As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Wendy. And it's Jess. And you're listening to the Food Heaven Podcast. Your online resource for delicious and nutritious living. Hey everyone, today we have two very special guests on the show. We have Lauren and Dion from Black Girl and Om. We absolutely love all of the transformative work that they're doing and today we're going to chat about self-care and get into some practical things that we can all do to live a more balanced and healthier life. Lauren and Dion, welcome to the Food Heaven Podcast. So we'll start with, um, you know, what is Black Girl and Om? You can Maybe uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started, your self-care journeys, um, and some of the projects that you are up to right now. Sounds great. Well, again, thanks for having us on the show. Um, This is actually the first time that the two of us in particular have been guests on a podcast, and it's great to also be hosted by another podcast that's led by women of color that focuses on an aspect of wellness that interests us as well, so... Thank you. Black Girl and Ohm, um, this is Lauren speaking, by the way. Um, Black Girl and Ohm, we just celebrated actually our second year anniversary. We are celebrating year two, going into year three, and um, it's really exciting. Kind of the nutshell version of the origins of Black Girl and Ohm um, connect with uh, me when I completed yoga teacher training almost three years ago now. And I was really, you know, noticed, I was really aware of how white the yoga space, um, at least in the West, is. Um, it was really unusual and still is really unusual for me to enter in a non-BGIO yoga class and see more than, you know, one other woman of color, um, let alone a woman of color leading me in a class. And considering how that's not really the case with yoga when you when you consider it globally, and also considering that for years and years I had been cultivating um, communities um, in in a variety of ways with and for other women of color in very intentional ways. So I was really passionate about merging together those interests and passions of mine, right? Like cultivating communities with women of color and then um, wellness, specifically through yoga. So um, yoga teacher training was wonderful, that being said. Um, And after the fact, I decided to start to manifest and grow this idea that I had, which was Black Girl and Ohm. So I just started talking with people in Chicago about it. Um, I had only moved to Chicago about one year prior to all of this. And so I was still very much new and very, I mean, compared to now, it was very, like, disconnected from Mm. um, the Black community here, um, from the creative community here from the wellness community here. And so I was at the beginning of kind of all of that and started to plant those seeds through conversations with people. Um, 
through a variety of conversations and a variety of like serendipitous moments, I ended up meeting people who were really supportive and who really helped me kind of take that leap and and really start to manifest what Black Girl knows now. So people like Janice Bond, who's a fantastic cultural curator, people like RJ Eldridge, who's a fantastic artist and photographer, and ultimately Zakia Najiba, who has recently transitioned out of her role as art director and as my creative partner in this vision for Black Girl Own. But we love Zakia. She's amazing, always supportive of her. Um, and so in the beginning, honestly, Black Girl Own started in like a living room. Um, Janice, who I just mentioned, was really supportive in the beginning. She listened to me kind of word vomit about what Black Girl Gnome could be and would be. And she basically like low-key forced me to just start doing it. I started doing this series called November Namaste, um, which was yoga and conversations with local people of color, literally in her living room. And then additional programs grew out of that. So we had Wednesday recharge for a whole year out of her living room. And what really just started to happen was that um, myself and Zakia and the other um, supportive people who came and joined the team early on were really able to start to build a community that cared about wellness and self-care, particularly for people of color, and saw a you know an increasing need for that kind of preventative self-care and dialogues about self-care. And um, then several months after that, we launched our website, so blackgirlnome.com, which houses our online publication. And, you know, much later came our podcast, which we only started about six months ago. Um, but that really allowed us to kind of emerge as this global platform and as this accessible resource for women, regardless of where they were. You know, you don't have to be in Chicago to engage with our vision. Um, and really what we're all about at the end of the day, regardless of whether it's through our podcast or through creating content with and for other wellness and beauty brands, or whether it's our self-care Sunday, which is an ongoing series that we have here in Chicago, um, we promote holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. And in a broader sense, we are all about encouraging self-care, self-love and self-empowerment for communities of color. Um, perfect transition to our next question. You kind of touched on this. Um, in terms of saying like you did your yoga training and you noticed that the space was like didn't reflect necessarily like the world and the community, which we can definitely relate to being dietitians, you know, in the nutrition profession. So can you talk more about like the importance of creating a space of wellness for like black women um, and just people of color in general? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Dion, do you want to talk about this a little bit? Sure. And then I'll shed light. I just feel like I talked a lot. No, it's all good. <laughs> um, I just joined the team as our director, and I moved here from Texas. And my first introduction to wellness and mindful living was actually through Lauren and Zakia. I didn't hear that language before. Had no idea what it was. Coming from Texas, like, I've really, like, I've learned the power and the necessity of a community that um, advocates for Black women in healthy self-esteems, you know, and just being affirmed and being celebrated um, and also just living this very optimal life, you know. And so I feel that it's extremely important for us to create that accessibility to other women because it changed my life, seriously. Like, I'm experiencing black joy. Um, I'm more uh, affirmed in who I am as a black woman um, and a woman who loves Jesus uh, I, I know, and I know that yoga and all that stuff, it's kind of like, what? How can you be a Christian and do yoga or be a Christian and, like, 
um, want to practice self-care, but I feel like all of it, it intertwines. Yes. My mom, um, she is very much into yoga. She's also a yoga instructor and she does Christian meditation and relaxation um, CDs and tapes that she sells, which is within her community. It's kind of controversial because she'll get, she has like a ton of people who love her, but then she has like some people who are just like, how can you be doing that? It's whatever. And it, she's just like, are you guys crazy? Like, it's so, you know, like we need this. So I totally relate. She teaches like Christian yoga classes. <laughs> Can you share with us, maybe each of you can go through what you do for self-care um, and maybe like just guide us through what your typical day looks like? Because um, I know for us, like a lot of people think that maybe we're just like drinking green smoothies all day mm -hmm. and like, you know, we're just like regular people right. <laughs> like everyone else. So um, can you kind of share with us like what your typical day looks like, some things that you incorporate every single day consistently? Yeah. I love this question because mine has actually changed, mm -hmm. I'd say, over the past six months, actually. Um, I, I mean, as a yoga teacher and as someone who just loves yoga, I, I do practice yoga, but quite honestly, um, I don't practice as much, nearly as much as I used to, and that's in part because of just more projects on my plate. Um, so I have gravitated instead towards um, practices that I can do that don't necessarily require, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of my time. I've gravitated more towards meditation and just mindfulness overall this past year, which has been really, really, really great because you don't li you do literally don't need anything to meditate. Mm -hmm. You don't need anything to meditate. You can take a minute. You can take 15 minutes. But it is in incredibly powerful in terms of how it can transform your perspective on your day, how it can like allow you to release from stress that you might have experienced. The list goes on. I've also been a lot more mindful, and this is why I love that you all reached out to chat with us about what I'm consuming. I mean, it's still a work in progress. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I am by no means telling anyone to look at me as an example quite yet for that, but... Things like, um, you know, being mindful about taking um, different tinctures and different vitamins as preventative measures and ensuring that I'm getting the right, um, you know, minerals and vitamins into my diet, especially minerals and vitamins that I'm deficient in at different times of the year. Um, and especially to support my hormones as a woman as well. Like, I've gotten a lot more interested in... Um, in just supporting like my cycle as a woman <laughs> this mm -hmm, past year. Mm -hmm. And I've seen how certain things that I'm taking literally make me feel better, um, especially at that time of the month. I know for me, one thing that I do because social media is like, it can be the most. Like we have a choice not to get on it and engage. Um, and a lot of times we do. And so it can just be a lot mentally and spiritually and draining and all that stuff. Um, so for me, I like to... Read my Bible, honestly. It's like a recharge for me. Um, and I also like to watch Netflix. And I also, I try to talk to people. Like, I realize that face-to-face -face communication or face-to-face, -face, like, I don't know, um, doing life with people in real life is just way better than social media. I would just, I would just add real quickly, too, that sometimes taking an intentional um, break 
Yeah. Um, I think sometimes we we kid ourselves, especially those of us who use social media for our careers in some way. Mm-hmm. We kid ourselves that we can't go online or that, excuse me, that we have to go online because we have to. But it's like, literally, if you are quiet for two days, no one's going to notice. And if they do notice, that's fine, too. I already schedule a lot of my content, to be completely honest, thanks to a lot of technology that helps me do that. But sometimes I'll just mindlessly, you know, go to my phone. I heard a statistic recently that we check our phones 150 times every day. That's that literally sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it like it sounds crazy, but maybe like this and this is what I'm doing. I'm setting an alarm at two points in the day where for that hour, I'm literally free for all on social media. That's when I can reply, retweet, you know, schedule something, post something, and then I get off. You know what? One another thing that I would add to um, is to be intentional or check your motives behind like why you're getting on social media. Um, a lot of times for me, it's just like, oh, I'm just doing it out of habit, and it's adding no value to my life whatsoever to get on there and scroll. Um, but if I have a purpose, like, oh, okay, you know, I need inspiration because I have a shoot coming up, um, and I want to be inspired by such and such, or you know, just a an artist that I look up to, um, or oh, you know, I want to post and share some recent work that I've done. But I think that a lot of times we just do it just to do it. Yeah, with social media, you're absolutely right. It's just like so habitual. Um, Last year, when the new year hit, I made this resolution to like check um, to to like start checking two hours after I would wake up and then stop two hours before bedtime. And then I kind of just fell off. But I'm trying to start again for the mm-hmm. new year because it's like it gets to a point where you don't even think about it. And yeah. then you're like just immersed in it. And it's pretty disgusting. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's something I definitely want to work on because, uh, yeah, it's like you realize how draining it is mm-hmm. after you've been on for like 20 minutes you're like damn i just wasted a whole yeah. lot of time doing nothing <laughs> right or it's like drives you to like consume also because it's like you're seeing all these ads and all these products and they're pretty good with marketing on instagram so i'm like oh i need this i need that and then it's like before you know it there's like all the stuff you didn't even know you needed that now you need <laughs> and i just find it crazy or like a million like i love and we post recipes i love the recipes um, but I easily get overwhelmed with like, cause they all look so good and I'm like screenshotting everything and then it just becomes a mess <laughs> and I never make them. So I think that, yeah, just like having, that was good. Like the dedicated hours that you check social media, I think is like a great idea. Tell us about some of the challenges that you both have experienced in trying to live more balanced lives. That is a huge, important question. It's hard as someone who's incredibly ambitious and who also has been afforded a lot of really great opportunities um, and who doesn't ever want to ever, ever, ever work for someone else again in a a real way, like a nine-to-five-y way. I'd say that it's, it's, it's challenging to, for example, wake up and tell yourself, yes, I can spend an hour just doing something for me before I delve into, you know, my seven to maybe 15 hour work day. Um, It's hard to say, yes, I I should prioritize having this healthy meal so that I am energized for this, you know, long work day that I have. Um, And it's also hard sometimes to say no, both to yourself. I think I actually don't have that much trouble saying no to others. I think sometimes I have to like rein myself in and say no to, you know, over committing myself um, to mm-hmm. projects. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, those are some of the challenges that I've had. And I think that in terms of combating them, 
one of my favorite phrases is that practice makes practice. Like you're never going to become perfect at something. But the more that I do practice having a healthy meal in the morning, the more that I do practice starting my day off with wellness or self-care or ending my day with wellness or self-care, I think both of those are powerful things. Hopefully then it establishes more of a rhythm for me to continue to do so. Yeah. Um, I would say for me is I feel like I'm superwoman and I have to attack everything all at once. And I just, I feel rushed. Like my life, I'm like, oh my God, I have to do this now. You know, five minutes later, I have to do that. I don't really, well, I didn't used to make time for myself um, or to sit and meditate. Um, And also like in the morning, I would try for like two weeks or so to like wake up, you know, drink my warm water with lemon, read my Bible, do a little yoga. And then I would be like, Dion, like that's a whole hour that you're committing, you know, every morning to doing these things. Um, And I would feel bad about it. Like I, in my head, I would be like, you could be, you know, responding to emails or uh, doing an illustration for a client. And um, I just deal with a lot of self guilt. It's really unnecessary guilt. Um, But once again, that's because I feel like I should be doing, I should be attacking all of my tasks all at once, you know, Um, or even practicing self-care, like taking a bath, like that's necessary for me to recharge every week. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, that's a whole, it's another hour that I'm wasting, you know, in the tub chilling. But I'm like, Dion, this adds value to your life. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you feel better about your week. You feel better mentally. You feel more, much calmer, like more at peace. It's, I just, I think it's finding value in making time for yourself. That was great because I think that it's so important to focus like on self care and like look at that. And like how you're saying, taking the bath, like all those are things that are self-care and we spend so much time worrying about other people or making sure other people are okay and we don't spend enough time like having non-negotiable things that we do for ourselves. So I think those are, that was really good. Do you guys have any favorite self-love products or books that you recommend that people, maybe people who are kind of like new to this space, like what are some things that they can start with some, you know, some of your favorite goodies? My favorite book on self-love and actually on love in general would be All About Love, New Visions by Bell Hooks. Um, I mean, especially as a black woman speaking to other black women, I think it's a key book. She really just breaks down love as an action and as an intentional action rather than just as something that you fall into or happen to just have in your life accidentally. Um, And she speaks about it in a critical way because that's Bell Hooks, always doing that. Um, And then I really also love the four agreements. Um, It sets up ways of like living your life daily and and, in ways that will have you experience more personal freedom and less stress. You know, something as seemingly simple as always do your best, right? Like that is actually quite tricky, especially if you're a perfectionist. I would say my skin products, like taking care of my skin Um, and actually investing the time to research products um, and research the person creating the products, I feel like that's putting, like, that is putting focus on, like, me caring for my skin instead of just going to the store to buy something to wash my face with, you know? So I just would say, yeah, Uh, the Bible and then skin products. Right now I'm using Balm Co. by Alex L., and it's actually working really well, so you should check it out.
first of all, thank you so mm-hmm. much for talking with us. Um, the work that you're both doing is really amazing and meaningful. And um, this is such a treat that we're, you know, we're able to chat with you and we can share all of this information um, with our listeners. Can you tell us about where our listeners can find out more about your work and how they can keep in touch? Sure. Absolutely. So Black Girl Know more broadly, I mean, our website is the perfect place to get inspired. We have contributors from all over the world who are always sharing, you know, everything from their tips for yoga to recipes to meditation, literally everything. Um, BlackGirlGnome.com. We also have our podcast available on iTunes and Google Play. Um, we're returning with season two, which will be co-hosted by myself and Dion starting in February. We'd love to get you ladies on the show as well. Yes. And then um, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Black Girl Gnome. Personally, you can find me at Hello Lauren Ash on Instagram and on Twitter as well as on Facebook. Right. And for Dion Ivory, it's at Dion Ivory on Instagram. It's D-E-U-N-I-V-O-R-Y. Most people spell it D-I-O-N. Um, and my website is DionIvory.me. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this podcast, make sure to like, um, rate it, share with a friend. Uh, we want to spread the healthy word to as many people as possible. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.